The information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a qualified licensed professional counselor or a qualified licensed medical provider. Hello, you guys. I am back. And for those of you that are new to the show, this is Lakeisha Russell, licensed professional counselor, also known as America's Mental Wellness Ambassador. We are in season three. I'm so excited because this is the first podcast session of season three. And this will actually be the final season because I I, want to change the name of it, but I need your guys' help to do that. So if you have any names that you would think that would be titled for the podcast really dope please send that to me at lakeisha at the evolving chair.com because i want to hear like i i want to change the name like i'm feeling in a direction to like change the name we will still um found the podcast on creating awareness and advocating for mental wellness in the black and brown communities um and and, and it involving a conversation with a person you know our day-to-day conversations but I want to kind of expand that so if you guys have like any possible topics um or possible title names for the new podcast so I'm excited about that so if you you have anything just definitely send me a dm at Lakeisha LPC or again send me an email Lakeisha at the evolving chair or podcast at the evolving chair.com and I'm going to make it fun I'm going to do a giveaway from it so like maybe like the top three name choices and then I'll put it out there and we'll poll it and the one who wins will get like a special melanin minds matter care package um for for the name so yes so I'm ready to evolve this this is what this whole podcast is about us evolving to our next level to be the best version of ourselves and I'm feeling it's time for me to change the name so this will be the final season of the show being called the evolving chair podcast so today I have some really really special guests that will be coming in studio they are from Milwaukee. They are some dope creators, directors, and producers, Miss Santana Coleman and Miss Emily Cooster. And they have a great story um, of how they are creating a short film that they are deriving from Emily's personal story. And so I can't wait for you guys to hear them share that piece. Um, but, But just with this session, I'll have some old topics being highlighted segments being highlighted and then some new ones um so some of the old ones that we will definitely continue on with is pop therapy and we know pop therapy is a segment that is devoted to us talking about whether it's an article that um i came across um a news um a news segment that is shared a movie a tv show anything that i can tie back into mental wellness because everything impacts our mental health and one thing that I want to highlight um within this pop therapy segment is a show called a million little things it's on ABC and I I just caught wind of it because a few people were like hey look at this show tell me what you think about it and I really really love the show and the basis 
of the show because I don't want to give it away too much because like literally like the first episode is like really moving and it's not slow so I don't want to um have this be a spoiler for those but it, it definitely highlights how depression isn't something how we think it should be so these are people we're talking about who have the smiles and life seems really great and they're uplifting other people and and giving off positive energy positive vibes and are always there for their friends and people don't see the backstory about what depression really looks like um so if, if you guys are able to watch it i would highly encourage you to watch a million little things on abc i believe it comes on tuesday nights i think it's tuesday nights um really great show so far so far it's like i think it's like five episodes right now in and so and like I said, I don't want to give any spoilers, so I can't like give too many details because the very first episode, it it's like full of action and it's intense. But it, it, it just focuses on um, how depression isn't what we we see see it to be. Um, so I encourage everybody to watch that. And I'm trying to think what else will we be doing? Well, it definitely will be doing like a mindful minute at the end where um, I will highlight like a mindful minute tip for you just to hold on to for the week. Um, and if even if you have some mindful minute tips that you would like for me to share with the listeners, please send them to me at podcast at the evolving chair dot com. Um, I am on Spotify. Shouts out to Dooch. Like <laughs> he's the best. Um, I, I joked with him like that is one less thing I got to do. Like I can check that off my list. And so if you listen to Spotify like me, like I love Spotify. Like I have so many playlists on Spotify. So it's so dope to have playlists and then to have your podcast like fall in rotation and you're like wait that's me on Spotify so if you are if you love Spotify just go ahead and add the volunteer podcast on your playlist in Spotify and also you know you can definitely catch us on iTunes Google Play Stitcher SoundCloud wherever you stream your podcast we are there um and I, I think that that's all of like my my updates. Like I'm just excited for season three. I have some really great guests um, that will be dropping so many gems for us. And I know it definitely will be life changing. And again, if you have any topics that you would like for me to cover, or even if you have a guest that you're like, oh my goodness, this guest would be dope for your podcast. Because that's actually what has been happening. People have been connecting other people and sending them to me for them to be on my podcast and we connect, I talk with them and I'm like, yes, this is dope. We have to have this on my podcast. We have to talk about this. So even if you have people that you're thinking would be great guests, please send them my way again at the podcast at the And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and, and rate it because that's the only way people will know that we are out here. And so if you want people to know about this podcast, cause you think this podcast is dope, definitely subscribe to it and give me a rating and a review because I read everybody's comments and I take the feedback so well. So I, uh, before my special guests come in, I'm going to break and then we, we will get back started. 
All right, you guys, and I am back with my very beautiful guest, Miss Santana Coleman, in studio with me. And unfortunately, Emily could not make it due to an emergency. But I'm so excited to have half of the Black Girl Training um, duo duo <laughs> here with me today. And so I'm going to allow Miss Santana to introduce herself. Are you, are you okay with that? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, I'm Santana Coleman. I'm the director of Black Girl Training. I mean, I don't know how far back you want me to go, but I guess I, I'll just say the usual um, that I was born and raised in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> and <laughs> and um, I went to Milwaukee High School of the Arts, and then I went to... What year did you graduate? 2010. Okay. <laughs> I graduated in 2005. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Shout out to MHSA. <laughs> All y'all creatives out there. <laughs> Right. So I went there and then I went to UW-Platteville for college. And then um, I came back and I got an internship at 371 Productions, which is a documentary production company in downtown Milwaukee. And um, that internship turned into a full-time job eventually where I worked my way up from an intern to a co-producer on our feature-length documentary, When Claude Got Shot. And Mm. um, that's where I met Emily and, um, you know, the rest is kind of history, which we will probably get more into, but... Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we we gonna back up a little bit. Okay. <laughs> when you, you you said MHSA, so what was your mm-hmm. major? So I was a creative writing major for. Okay. I only went there for my junior and senior year, and okay. then I was a creative writing major, and then I went to theater for a little bit. Then I got into a fight, so then they kicked me back out theater, oh, and I went back to creative no. writing. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was pretty dope. I miss yeah. high school. I wish I would have really took advantage of it. Like. I should have but you know when mm-hmm. you in high school you yeah. want to be grown you can't wait to get out uh, and, yeah you know but high school is is the fun years like I wish <laughs> I would have just enjoyed it more and just sat back and went along for the ride oh and before we finish I, I gotta shout out Jazz Jasmine Henley Brown because mm-hmm. she actually connected oh did um she? yes she was the linkage for oh. black girl training and me um because Emily had had um had connected with me and I was like she was like you know my friend told me about your podcast and like maybe I might be good and I was like well you know let's let's talk and yeah. you know she told me her story and I was just like yeah yeah so <laughs> shout, shout, shout out to Jazz I love hey, Jazz. Jazz right so y'all go follow her on Instagram <laughs> like she doing some dope things in she NYC is. so y'all you know we gotta support yeah, our people I love Jazz I be like, telling her like I swear when I make it I'm taking you with me <laughs> yes so I'm such a sweetheart whoever want her to write something get her to write it now cause when come I make on, it I want on. her to be my writer for Hello. everything like <laughs> let's just collab for the rest of our lives at this point like <laughs> yes such a sweetheart <laughs> yes she's awesome I love yes. her yes so Santana where did your love for writing come in um well i what's crazy is that i used to have a love for writing that i don't anymore huh um my love for writing i don't know where it came from i've always i used to always kind of love to write i used to write poetry i used to write stories i wrote Mm -hmm. a book that i never finished i got like 11 chapters in and then i still haven't finished it um and i always say i'm gonna finish it because it's like a really good book but um I don't like writing anymore. I don't have the inspiration mm. to write anymore. I've always loved reading and I okay. feel like reading always inspires writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I knew I wanted to be a filmmaker since middle school. So oh. I knew that I probably, well, I guess at the time I probably wouldn't have mind being a writer, but I think from the early beginning stages of wanting to be a filmmaker, I knew I wanted to be the director because I knew that the ah. director makes the calls. The director is like okay. the top person. Okay. The director okay. is the person 
that kind of has the final say so you want to call bossy. the shots yeah, and you want to you know like to be, be the control, boss and... so i'm like i know i do good at directing like let me just tell everybody what to, what do. to do yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah that's that's kind of how it started for me and um i definitely did love writing i don't know why mm-hmm. that fell off but mm. i just don't like writing anymore Mm, I just have okay. story, like I have really good stories in my head, and oh. then I like to tell other people and like to tell them like wh- what to write. Okay, you know, okay, okay. versus just me writing it. You I like to just one. yeah, I like to come up with the story and be like, okay, now let me hire somebody awesome do... like Jazz to yeah, write yeah. it, and you know we can go from there. Well, maybe so. you can you know farm out the rest of that book to be written. Yeah, and you'd be like, maybe. look, these are my points. Like <laughs> I won't hit this Basically, chapter. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. I could possibly do that. <laughs> but, you know, I think I broke. I don't I might still have my flash drive with it on there. I should go back and look at that again. Maybe if I read it, reread it and inspire me to continue. Yes. it or something. Because yeah. somebody is waiting on your story to be written. That's true. Well, my story will be written soon because I'm also doing a series about my life after black girl training. But <laughs> but that story yeah, maybe I could pick back up on that. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> now, with being a creative, did you choose this? Or, like, could you, like, as a as a little kid, you've always, like, had the imagination and was more artsy and just... Yes, the creative like, life chose me. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> I've always been artsy. I've always been... Um, I kind of I like when people say, why did you want to become a filmmaker? I don't have like an awesome story as to why, yeah, yeah. but I was always very creative. I always had a bomb imagination. And I kind of now that I think about it, I kind of correlate the fact that I played Dows till I was 13. Okay. Um, so that's kind I of a correlation like, like in a way. Yeah, yeah, like me and my sister would play Dows and we Dows is all about imaginating, mm-hmm. um, imagination mm-hmm. and stuff. And so us playing, we always had to imagine, oh, this is who our character is and yeah. this is what we're doing and this is who our boyfriend is. And you know, we had I'm telling you, me and my sister would like go to sleep playing Dows, wake up playing <laughs> Dows. It wasn't no like we didn't want to eat, we didn't want to shower, <laughs> we didn't want to hardly go outside after, you know, a while. Like we just could sit in the house all day and play Dows. And me and my cousin did the same thing and it was almost like two different worlds two different tv shows when i was with my sister it was one thing um our characters were one you know set of people and then when i was with my cousin it was a whole nother story and um you know we had even me and my sister used to have like imaginary dolls (laughs) like imaginary kids and her i remember one of her imaginary (laughs) kids was nini and the girl apparently had really long hair so my sister would be sitting there like twisting oh imaginary hair hair. and going back and back and back and back and back (laughs) because her hair was so long and i mean we just had like a hell of a imagination and Mm -hmm. i never thought about how imagination can kind of carry on to me wanting to be a storyteller yeah but now i do see that correlation um you know, I just I, I really can remember just being always being creative like that. And I've mm-hmm. always talked a lot. I've always okay. told stories in very extreme detail. Mm-hmm, I remember mm-hmm. people used to always tell me, you don't have to tell me every single detail. Just get to the point. I'm like, no, I have to tell you everything. I, I have to paint that. the picture yeah. for you. Because when people tell me stories, I'm so nosy. I want to know everything. You and say, then how don't did you look? miss out anything. Yes, like when you tell me a story, don't just tell me, oh, she said that. Okay, how did you look when she said that? How did you react? What did you, what was your body language like? You know what I mean? Like, how does uh-huh, her look? Because uh-huh, uh-huh. the facial expression tells you everything. You need to tell me every detail when you tell me a story. 
so I could paint that picture and uh-huh. understand why somebody said what they said and did what they did. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you see them face expressions and them bo- that body language, <laughs> you know what the deal is. Uh-huh. So you need to tell me that in the story. Don't just don't skip out on that part, <laughs> honey. So I knew when I told stories like that, I was oh. like, okay, I'm meant to be a story. I'm meant to be a director because the director is the person that needs to know those small details of like, mm. you know, creatively what what is happening in yeah. this scene, yeah. you know. Yeah, but in essence, the director is guiding the story to be told in a way that is simplistic enough for people mm-hmm. to understand right. and it flows smoothly. Yep. So, in essence, still a storyteller, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and even like, yes, the story, you have to tell it in a way that's simplistic, but then you also have to tell it, um, like, I like to think about people like um, like Get Out, for instance. You've seen, mm. you've seen that, right? Yeah. And I just feel like Jordan Peele did such an awesome job in doing like, the story was so complex but so simple at the same yes. time, and you had it was a story that you had to rewatch and rewatch, mm-hmm. and then you'll put, you'll see different things every yeah. time you watch it. Like that's how I want to be. I want to be able to tell things that's so deep but also so simple. And you mm-hmm. didn't even like mm-hmm. when you watch it, it's so deep, but then you keep watching it. You like how could I miss how simple that was? Mm-hmm. And like the simple message that's also so deep. Yeah. Um. And I I want to be that talented where I could tell stories like that. That's so simple because sometimes i am that girl that's just like huh what, what's happening like sometimes <laughs> i'm that kind of girl that you got to break stuff down in english for me because mm. i don't know what you're talking about but other to like i want to be that storyteller that can um tell a story that for the deep thinkers like my husband who's mm. an extremely deep thinker okay. he thinks into every little thing um but then also for the people be like wait what what's happening this mm-hmm. is don't don't mm-hmm. make it too complex yeah yeah then some people won't get it so i i really strive to be that filmmaker that's going to tell you a story that you can look deeply into and you're mm-hmm. right and you can also just look at it at the surface and you're still right mm. yeah so a, a universal story to be told for yep. people to for everybody to be able to understand yep. you know whether those people that are looking for more behind it and you like wait it's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i like yeah. stories that that leave interpretation like that leaves that space for you to interpret it how you mm-hmm. want to like get mm-hmm. out and i i really just want to be that storyteller where like i said you can look at it and you can interpret it in your own way and you're likely right no matter what direction you go in um, I just love stories like that that keeps you talking, that keeps you yeah. in a conversation. Um, and even like Acrimony, have you ever seen that? I have not yet seen oh, it. See that, that is horrible, that right? That is a conversation piece. I need piece. to see it. And I want to make conversation pieces. Like when you mm, see movies like that, that okay. just sparks that debate and yeah. everyone has a different difference of opinion on it, but mm-hmm, that's okay mm-hmm. because it just makes you want to keep talking about it. Like, no, I'm right. No, I'm right. You know, like I want to make stories like that where people can just sit and talk all day and, and debate what that movie was about, you know, and who was right and who was wrong kind of thing. Yeah. I love, love, you gotta watch it. I know. I know. Maybe it's on, maybe it should be on like pay-per-view on demand or something right now. Maybe. Maybe. I'm I'm the check. check. Or I can, I watch everything online. Oh, that's horrible for me to say as a filmmaker, but I do watch everything online for free. I know all the shortcuts to how to get stuff for free online. So I'm like, see, but I think when you, you in that you. industry, like you, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, other filmmakers out there. I don't buy bootlegs if that helps. I just if somebody put it online, then I'm just gonna watch it. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Moral of the story, y'all go support. Right? <laughs> go support. Go support. If yes. it's in theaters, go, go support. support. You know, if right. you gotta pay for it online, go support. Yes. You yes. know. Yes. So you you mentioned that you went to UW Platteville. Yeah. What was your major? I was a media studies major and a film 
film studies minor. We didn't have a film major there. Mm -hmm. um, And we didn't get the film studies minor until I was a junior. And um, so instantly when I came in, I had to kind of go for whatever was closest to my to my field. Mm -hmm. I knew, Mm -hmm. like I said, since middle school, I wanted to do film. Um, They didn't have that. So then I, I went to I think I came in as a theater major. Then that was straight up theater. So then like after the first year, I'm like, nah, this ain't what I'm trying to do. Mm. So then I went to communications and that was a little more close to like media, but not quite. And then they end up refining communications as a media studies major. So then I went there. That was more so teaching me like newscasting stuff, like Mm -hmm. how to deal with a like a set, like a news studio type of set. Okay, yeah. Um, we did news anchoring as part of the class. You know, we had, you know, but then we also had our individual projects where we were able to rent the cameras from school and go shoot a, a film nice. or, a, or a video and then edit it together and stuff and use it as as, um, as projects and stuff. Um, so that was helpful, but the major itself didn't teach me much about film. Okay. Um, and then film studies when that finally came about that was honestly a whole bunch of classes of watching films and writing papers about how we interpreted studying why the director made the choice to do this shot what this Mm -hmm, shot means mm -hmm. and what these colors mean um that was a little more helpful but i don't remember much of it okay okay so i i think i'm an example of like practice makes perfect doing it hands-on um is the way that i've been learning so i think the job at 371 productions is what taught me how to be a filmmaker so far Now, were your parents supportive of you venturing off in this creative field and then being like, yep, so I'm majoring in film, (laughs) y'all? Yeah, but they like, girl, you better go get a get a real major or something. No, my mama was always my mom didn't go to college, so uh, she first of all can't talk. Okay, so you can't tell me what to major in, and you ain't majoring nothing. Okay, but. Uh, but besides that, she was definitely always supportive of what I wanted to do. She knew mm-hmm. since middle school I wanted to be a filmmaker. She was mm-hmm. always that parent, like, my baby going to be a filmmaker. Yeah. First of all, she didn't understand what a filmmaker meant. So I think from an early age, she was always like, my baby going to be a newscaster. No, that's, oh, not, that's not what she going to do. That's okay, not what your okay. baby going to do. And then, like, as she finally started, and maybe I must have, maybe I told her that once because she would always brag to people that I'm going to be a newscaster. Mm-hmm, and people would mm-hmm. always like, oh, I hear you want to be a newscaster. And so I don't know if that's something I accidentally told her once or something. But then as I started to get into it I started to tell her like no my like I remember Tyler Perry was a big um idol of mine when I was younger okay and was he I, doing it was it just the plays at this time or no he, no, had, he, he had done he had some, some movies, movies at that okay. point I mean I'm only 26 so when I say yeah. younger I probably mean like in high school or something okay, okay yeah but so he had movies out and stuff at the time and I just I think what I was telling my husband the other day is that when I was in high school either Social media was really starting to pop at that time to the okay, point where you yeah. were able to understand who the filmmaker was. Because you can, like old movies, you can say, oh, I love Lo- Love Jones, but you don't know who made it. Yeah, Because you true. only remember Lorenz Tate and Nia Long, you yeah, remember the story, but you don't know the true. filmmaker because social media wasn't so popping that you were yeah, you had that, that you... access to the filmmaker. Yeah. Um, and so I think, if, as far as what I can remember, Tyler Perry was that first filmmaker who I was able to physically see and know the name of mm. him versus just know the name of his work i was okay. able to know his name and see him and stuff so i think just seeing that he was like this multimedia person he had written books he did plays he did yeah. tv shows he did movies like that that made me say oh i want to be the next tyler perry i want to be the female mm-hmm. tyler perry um 
now you actually see those women like Lena Waith, Issa Rae, Ava yeah, DuVernay. You see yeah. those women and you know what they look like and you hear their names. Yeah. So now I have other people I aspire oh, to be like or, you know, I'm also making my own lane in a way. So yeah. I don't really want to be like anyone. But my mom still sticks to that notion of the female Tyler Perry. So eventually okay. when she learned what I wanted to do, now she still says, like, okay, go ahead, little Tyler Perry. And I'm like, stop calling me that. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, it's so many it's more. It's so many more people now that I yeah. either want yeah, to be like yeah. or let me just make my own lane so I mean I, needless to say she has always been supportive and she probably still doesn't quite understand what I'm doing yeah. um, I think she understands more now because now that I'm an adult and I have stuff going on I invite her to the parties and you yeah. know she kind of gets to see what I'm doing so I think she understands more now but she's always been supportive even mm. if she didn't understand what it was yeah you know yeah no yeah. so l- let's talk about black girl training how did it evolve and become black girl training? like yeah what led y'all to create this yeah um so i was working at 371 productions like i said where i am a co-producer on when claw got shot and when claw got shot is a it's a documentary first of all for mm-hmm. people who don't know documentaries are real life stories it's like kind of what you see on the news or even you might they have uh documentaries on netflix and stuff now so Mm -hmm. people should know what they are but it's the true story when you follow the true people around and get their actual stories and um i never really wanted to do a documentary i did document i did a documentary in college for an independent study class i had where i did a documentary about the trayvon martin situation Mm -hmm. and racism Mm -hmm. and stuff uh and that was pretty dope but i don't usually talk about it because it was like a college project it's not something i'm super proud of but Um, and so then I got this job at 371 Productions and I mean, the story when Claw got shot is about a man in Milwaukee who was shot in the face during an attempted carjacking four years ago by a 15 year old boy. And then Mm. two later, two days later, the 15 year old boy tries to rob, uh, and carjack another, uh, another person and she has a concealing carry and she shoots the boy. I think I remember this story. Yeah. It was a pretty big story in Milwaukee. So we're doing the documentary of that and just following those three lives. So that story was very sad and draining and we're still working on it. I'm still the producer of it or the co-producer. And um, yeah, we're, we're almost done. We'll be done. soon. How long have you been working on this? Four years. Oh my God. Documentaries take a while because documentaries, like I said, you're following following real life people and you really want to get that. How are you feeling right now? Okay. Now, how are you feeling that it's a year later? Now what's happening three years later. So you really want to get that full scope of, of how that event changed your life. Um, So we're almost done filming that. Um, and as I was working there, uh, we had got a grant from this place called Black Public Media, which is a, um, black owned company in New York. Um, they fund public projects because when Claw got shot, we have a contract to be on PBS in 2020. Okay. Um, and so that's a public TV station. And so this, this company had gave us a grant to fund when Claw got shot. And I, as the producer was kind of corresponding with them, getting them information Mm -hmm. about whatever Mm -hmm. it is that they needed. And so one of the women who worked there was this black woman, Kay. Hey, Kay. And she, um, I think just from working with me, she really was able to see my potential. Okay. And so they came up with this fellowship that they wanted to do for creators of color. And um, she was like, hey, do you want to be in this fellowship? And I was like, sure. And so she was like, well, you can't bring When Claw Got Shot. You have to have your own film. And so I was like, I think she either recommended or I decided that let's do a short film since it's like my first film. Okay. Um, And I've always wanted to do narrative. Let me throw that out. So like documentary, like I said, was my full time job. And don't get me wrong. I love my job. I love working on documentary. I've grown to definitely love it. But narrative was something I've always wanted to do. Um, 
And again, for those who don't know, narrative is fiction. Yeah, I was just going to say like, yeah, what's that? (laughs) (laughs) What's a short story? (laughs) So narrative is the fiction story. It's kind of a story that you just, or it don't, it doesn't have to be fiction. Like black girl training is based on a real situation, but narrative is more so you have a script and then you hire Mm. actors and they act it out. Whereas documentary, like I said, real life people, you just follow them around with a camera. Um, And a short is, you know, a story that's usually under 30 minutes or so. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Feature length is about an hour or so. Okay. Sometime more, sometime less. Um, So she was like, yeah, you have to come up with your own story or your own film or whatever. I was like, well, I'll do a short film, maybe 20 minutes or so. Just since it's my first film, I don't want to do an hour long film. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, I broke my back. In my brain, trying to think of a story. Wow. And I had all these ideas, but nothing would stick. And I think she gave me a time limit, so the pressure was on. Okay. So then I was, like, talking to Emily about all these ideas I had, and she would give me advice. Because actually, around the same time, Emily got done with her senior film, and I seen it. And I always tell her I was surprisingly shocked at how good it was. Because when mm. you think of a senior film, when you think of somebody doing a film in school, you think, like, this is going to be whack. Like, it's a senior film or it's mm-hmm. a student mm-hmm. film. Um and I don't know why I don't know why I thought that, but her film was actually pretty good. It was like pretty. It was really well done. So she was in her senior year of college. Yes, but she okay. was also working at three seven one part time as an intern. Okay, so that's how I knew her. And so I was surprised at how well it was, and that made me kind of want to go to her for advice when I had story mm. ideas. So I was going to her with all these all these questions, like, "What do you think about this idea? Yeah, what do you think yeah. about this?" And she would give me advice, and then I was like, "How about you just come on and be my producer, and we'll figure out a story together?" Nice. And she was like, "Okay, cool." And I knew I had already met Jazz, and I knew that Jazz was such this like Jazz just has this aura about her that's so. Yeah. Like, you just automatically like her when you yeah, see her. Yeah. And um, I knew she was very creative and stuff like that. So I was like, I already know a writer. I want her to be the writer. Like, I knew <laughs> that I wanted her to be the writer. I love So that. I reached out to Jazz and was like, this is what I want to do. And she was like, okay, cool. I'm down. Let's, you know, let's do a movie. So then me, Jazz, and Emily had several phone calls trying to lock down this story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... um. It just wasn't quite working, like the stories that we had. So then I think for one of the stories we had, I kind of gave an assignment to all of us. Let's just write down our lives. Because I knew I wanted Mm. the story to be about black women okay um and you know i don't know if you know jazz has her podcast the 20 some series yes. which she doesn't do yeah. anymore but yeah. um i knew i kind of wanted to do something along those lines because i'm married i have a kid i'm 26 and i know that as a 20 something year old woman i'm going through a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. i knew a lot yeah. of 20 something year old women who were yeah. going through a lot yeah. so i was like i know i want to do something about the 20s and black women Okay. So I told all I told all of us, let's just kind of write a journal entry of what we're going through in our lives right yeah. now. And it was also really interesting because Emily was 22, which she still is 22. Uh, I was 25 at the time. Maybe I was 26. I was 25, I think. And Jazz was like 29. Mm. So we were all at these three different stages yeah. in our 20s. And I felt like, let's yeah. play on that in some type of I way. Love that. So then we all did our journal entry. We get on the phone. And we're all t- t- talking about our lives. And then Emily talks about her life and her adoption. And we're like, huh? Wow. Totally so, took y'all off guard. Like, <laughs> yes. wait. And like, so yeah. we were like, I think that's the story. Like, do wow. you mind if we use your story as the basis for this film? And she was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. And Black Girl Training was born. And so we continue to just build on the idea. And, um, you know, it's like I said, it's not a documentary. It's a, it's a story that's based on her life. Mm-hmm, so the characters mm-hmm. aren't extremely similar. They are based on one another. Yeah. And I also kind of like to think of it like each character is based on me, Jazz, and Emily. The main character is based huh. on Emily. The two friends who are training her is kind of based on me and Jazz. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, 
you know, a lot of stuff that happens in the story is fictional. Um, it's just the the premise of a black woman being adopted by a white family and not feeling yeah. black enough is where we get, you know, from yeah. Emily's story. Yeah. That was oh. a long... I'm sorry, I'll talk about No, it. that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It gives me more to like kind of dive deeper in and if we can dive a little deeper in just like a synopsis of emily's story mm-hmm. because black girl training is is yeah. is it loosely based is that yeah, correct the more correct term yeah. or yeah you could say that okay um so emily basically was born in uh texas and she was adopted at four months old by a white woman a single parent and um, then she also has a little brother who's also black who was adopted by the same woman. It, it's, she, it's not her biological brother. They were both adopted from separate families. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were raised in Avoca, Av- Wisconsin, um, which is about 20 minutes from Platteville. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Her mom was a teacher, so that's why they were. And I think her mom actually grew up over there as well. So that's where they were raised over there. It was a very rural, small town, mm-hmm. um, very country. They were the only two black people there. Mm-hmm. Um, she wow. said black people would probably move in and out for a few months, but <laughs> nothing Didn't serious. Stay, yeah. yeah, so she was kind of that one token black girl, and he was the one token black guy. Um, and, you know, she was there for her whole life. And then she came to Milwaukee for college. She got a full ride to UWM. Awesome. She hates talking about it, but I always oh, try to put that out amazing. there. I know. I tell her, you got to flex. You got yes, <laughs> to let everybody awesome. know. And so she came here for college. And I think uh, something that we talked about a lot was like she never really felt like she fit in in Avoca because she was the mm. only black person. But then she came here and was like, oh, I'm going to be around black people. I'm probably going to be yeah. happy. Yeah. But then you kind of realize, I don't know a lot of the jokes they're saying. I don't know a lot of this black oh. culture stuff. So now I don't fit in here either. Mm. So it's just kind of being in that awkward middle space of like, where do I fit in in the world? Yeah. And then that's kind of what our story is about a little bit. Yeah. And I love that because I know that is the story of many people who may not even share it, Mm -hmm. you know? So I know when they see this film, it'll be like, wow, like I felt that I thought that like, and there, we're me. learning that a lot of people yeah. have told us like oh that's my story that's very similar even people who are mixed or biracial have told us like that's yes. my story and we never realized wow. how much this like how many people have this story and it's never yes. been told yes. so we kind of hit a gold thing? mine to be able to tell a story that has wow. never been told yet wow we were and very lucky to- yes and i love that so how did you guys title it black girl training um i think we okay so when we were all three on the phone talking about her life i think it was it was really just more so a girl a girl talk a girl conversation me and jazz were like what you went to you went through what you never seen friday girl what about this (laughs) and we just laughing me and jazz got all these jokes like by felicia you know like we just we kind of like throwing out all this stuff from our childhood like did your mama ever do this and you know and she's like i don't know what y'all talking about (laughs) So I think from there, we were like, girl, like, this is the perfect story. Like, maybe we do a story about this girl who was adopted. And now she she's like going to go through a training so she can meet her real parents. Oh. I don't remember our exact words, yeah, but I'm pretty yeah. sure that's probably how it went. And so then we probably was like, you know, in real life, you need a training. We need to show you all these films. We need to teach you all this stuff. And, you know, yeah. we can kind of make a movie at the same time as we as we're teaching you this. And so that's where Black Girl Training came from. And then... um you know, like I said, we're doing the real life black girl training. I finally show Emily Friday and next Friday. A okay. Few ago. Okay. Um, I was doing her hair a few weeks ago and she was, we were watching paid in full, but we yeah. didn't get to finish it. Cause I got done with her hair early. Yeah. Um, you know, and I have a long list of stuff for of, her to do. Of movies, movies for her TV to... shows, music. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah. like I be trying to put her on a lot of different things. Yeah. And um, I think one thing about black girl training is that we're not, 
I know there's a there's a lot when you think of black culture. Yeah, there is a, just too much to even yeah. discuss. Um, but this film is is really not. It's not going to talk about slavery and the mm-hmm. and the sad mm-hmm. things. It's gonna it's gonna talk about the things that we celebrate in our culture that mm-hmm. makes us remember childhood and smile and laugh yeah. and reminisce. Yeah. So it really kind of goes back to the '90s a lot. You know, like I said, Friday, hey, a lot of those yeah. movies and stuff. But then it also um, it talks about current things. You know, like words that you shouldn't say. Yeah. How you cook yeah. food. How you cook certain food. How yeah. to make Kool Aid. You know, like we just talk <laughs> about the things that's joyous in our culture that we celebrate mm-hmm. and that connect us and tie us together yeah. so i yeah. love 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 that i'm yeah. excited when so you have you guys started filming yet or you're mm-hmm. like you're you'll be putting out to look for actors yes um so initially we were supposed to start casting what's today the, the fourth on the seventh of this month okay um okay. and we were going to start shooting in december but we actually just I don't want to skip too far ahead, but we just won this big competition. I was going to bring it up because um, I yeah. saw that on Instagram. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I wasn't going to leave none it, of that out. I'll mm-hmm. let you get to it. But basically, after we won the competition, just talking to the people um, up, that's a part of that um, package that we won, we just figured it would be better if we put off shooting for a few months. So we're thinking we're okay. going to start shooting in February and casting in January now. Gotcha. Um, just to allow more time for us to really get that mentorship get- that we won oh, and be able to own our skills before we start filming before you start yeah, yeah. picking people yeah so what when can people like look to see something out like hey casting calls like um, do you guys have like um a direction for them to like go or at least put their names in the hat yeah 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 you you can put your name in the hat right now a lot of people have okay um you can email us at blackgirltrainingfilm.com with a headshot, your contact information, if you have a resume or a, or any type of bio that kind of lets us know what you've done in the past, even if you have a reel that you can send with your work or anything, um, just send whatever you can think of, you mm-hmm. know, to our email. And basically, when it's time to start casting, I will hand all of that stuff off to our casting director, and then he will directly reach out to you and let you know how you can audition yeah. when the time is is right. Will there be like a guest role for a therapist or something? <laughs> Maybe in the TV show it will be, <laughs> but in the film it will not be. Uh, the film we're looking for three black women, you know, as the main characters, the two black adoptive or the two white adoptive parents, and then okay. one black adoptive mother, and then we have awesome. a few extra roles, but nothing, nothing okay. big. I know it's so many people who want to audition, especially men, and I'm like, oh. I'm so sorry. This is a woman's movement. We don't have yeah. any men yeah. roles. Like we have one older white man who's supposed to play her adoptive dad, yeah. and we have a scene where it's a party and it's like college students so okay, I'm like so you, got the you can be an extra if you want but honestly we got our extras down packed so <laughs> I mean you said we need the stars yeah we need the real people we need the we need the main people now yeah the extras I can go find you know enough black college looking students yeah you know, so yeah oh that's so well y'all heard here heard it here first though like it's gonna be a guest spot for me on <laughs> on the tv show we got you we got <laughs> <laughs> a therapist we got you <laughs> oh god i love it love it, love it but but since you brought up the the um the the package that you guys won from a competition talk to us about what that competition was yeah. and and just that process because i was excited when i saw jazz had posted and i was like oh my gosh like i am so excited for them like yeah. i was like yelling and screaming <laughs> like right <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we so we actually entered this competition. So we knew in order to fund this that we wanted to do crowdfunding. For those who don't know, crowdfunding is kind of like GoFundMe where you go online. It's different platforms you can use, Kickstarter and different things, um, where you go online and basically ask people, hey, can you donate to helping us make this movie? And then people give money. Um, Campaigns, crowdfunding campaigns typically run 30 days. You can choose to do more, but people recommend 30 days. So we knew we wanted to do crowdfunding in order to raise money for the film. And Mm -hmm. then... uh, being in the documentary space, our boss is has been in the business for since I was born, twenty six years. Okay. Um, so he is very he's a he's an award winning filmmaker. He's very well awesome. known around Milwaukee. He has a lot of experience. So we know through working with documentary, we can also apply for grants, which a lot of independent filmmakers don't know. Okay. So we had that advantage that we have him in our corner to help us with this. And as a producer for documentary, I do grant writing because that's what ah. producers do. So I was like, let's apply for grants. But grants are very hard to get. Mm. I mean, you know, so, it so was many also people like, are applying. Yeah, yeah. And you just have to fit all these different cri- criterias and stuff. So we were like, let's apply for grants, but let's also do crowdfunding. So we kind of set a day that we were going to start crowdfunding. And then we seen this. Um, my brother actually sent me an email about this competition that was going on that was led by Erica Alexander, Maxine from Living Single. Hey, and <laughs> hey, single. Ooh, in the 90s kind of world, I'm glad I got my girl. Hey. (laughs) So um, it was led by her, and um, it was basically a competition for creators of color um, for series. And it was like, you know, you can enter here. And I remember Emily kept bringing up, why don't we do a series to this? And I was like, eh. And I knew that, because I have a series, like I said, that I'm developing about my own life. So I knew that I kind of wanted to focus on that after Black Girl Training. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. she had, like, suggested a series to Black Girl Training. And I was kind of like... Uh, you know, I'm going to be doing my own series. Yeah. I just want to do the film, whatever. But as time went on, so many people loved the idea that it was like, okay, we have to do a series. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when we seen this competition for series, we were like, okay, let's join mm-hmm, it. Let's make mm-hmm. this short film like the first episode or a or a, um, a pitch to the series. And a mm. pitch is more so just like a proof of concept. This is yeah. what it's going to look like. This is the direction we're going on, going in. And you can use that to get more money for the series. Mm-hmm. So then we seen this competition competition and I was kind of hesitant I was like it starts very soon we don't have enough time to prep for this and Emily was like no we got it it's okay that's her thing she always is like it's okay we got it we can do it it's well it's fine it's fine I'm like no it's not fine I'm the more realistic one that's like it's not gonna happen so she kind of talked us into doing it we entered the competition. We had 30 days to raise $10,000. Mm. Um, you set a goal, and then and for the competition, you have to reach your goal. Our goal was 10000 You have a part of the competition. You have to have 500 followers on Seed and Spark, which is the platform we were using to crowdfund. Okay. Um, yeah. We kept advertising that, and a lot of people on social media don't read fully, so they think, and we saying, follow our Facebook page, follow yeah, our Twitter, yeah, follow our yeah. Instagram. No, follow us on Seed and Spark. We have to have 500 <laughs> followers on Seed and spark in order to make it yeah um and i was like oh the 500 followers part gonna be easy because it was free you just put in your you email and you can follow yeah um i was like gotta be that's easy you know i don't know many people who gonna donate but i know a lot of people gonna follow yeah um that was hard trying to get mm. people to follow um and then you also had to post an update once a week and at least one of those updates had to be a video 
Oh. Of, of your progress and thanking people and whatever you want to you want to say. So we did the crowdfunding campaign. We exceeded our ten thousand dollar goal. Yeah, yeah, which we were happy about. I couldn't believe that. Congratulations! Like, Thank you. I just couldn't believe it. <laughs> and then we also exceeded our five hundred followers. Yeah, it took so <laughs> it took a while to get those five hundred. But when wow. people got on board and understood what yeah. we were asking for, it was easy for yeah. people to follow. Um, and then unbeknownst to myself I like I kind of wasn't even focusing on the whole updates part Mm -hmm. but somehow we were able to make an update literally once a week and two of those updates were videos so I I don't even think I was like thinking about the updates like oh like we have to do updates it It just happened whenever you think of the competition we were like $10,000 500 followers $10,000 500 like that was my mindset but somehow God (laughs) came down and made us post updates which was awesome so we did that for 30 days, and then I think it ended up being nine finalists, probably. Wow. Um, nine. Just, people, like, all over the um, All over the United, world. Or oh. United States, probably. Okay. Yeah. Um, 900, or nine people who um, became a finalist. Wow. Right? I think Out so. Out of how many? Do you know how many, like, entries there were? I want to say 20, 30-something. Okay. Something okay. like that. I know it's an article out there that has the numbers in it. Um, I want to say 27 people entered or so. Nine people were able to like reach all the goals that we were supposed to do. Wow. Then the final process of the competition was to um, like they tell you, okay, you're a finalist now. Now the last step is to make a 30 second video. It cannot be not even a millisecond more than 30 seconds. Whew, 30 second goodness. video explaining <laughs> why you should win and what you will do with the, with the, with the money. money. So... We it was so funny because I thought we were gonna do like a sit down video, thirty seconds, hurry up and do it. Um, but we came up with this crazy concept, like literally in an hour or so, and we filmed it on our phone and posted it, and we freaking that. won. Wow, yeah, that's amazing. and the video came out so nice. Like that's amazing. <laughs> it just it felt like so much pressure because everything you do for your film leading up to like getting money, yeah, everything we did yeah. for the competition, everything you do has to be creative. Mm. It has to go along with the film. So, for instance, our film is a comedy comedy film celebrating Black culture and adoption and things. Yeah. So everything we did had to be funny. Everything okay. we did had to be creative. Everything we did has to kind of touch on Black culture or mm-hmm, or kind of mm-hmm. have that that irony of like Emily doesn't know what she's talking about I'm the cool one let me like you know like it all had to somehow play along with each other so everything we did we had to think in great depth how can we make this funny how can we make it creative and interesting and how can we not make it like the last video we did Mm -hmm. like the last whatever we did you know people don't want to keep seeing the same same, thing right so everything it was a lot of pressure to just keep being great keep putting funny <laughs> stuff out there it was almost like making oh, 18 man. movies through the Goodness. process of making one movie so wow. man it was now that i think back on it it was crazy but we won wow. they put out a video and erica alexander company she partnered her company is called color farm they picked one winner and then she partnered with the company called black and sexy tv mm-hmm. who actually kind of um Issa Rae started on black and sexy tv get out of here lena waif did as well awesome. yeah so um, I, I've knew I've known about Black and Sexy TV since forever, like since they were on YouTube. They're still on YouTube, but mm-hmm. since they were a YouTube platform, 
And um, I used to watch the Awkward Black Girl from East yeah. Ray. I used to watch Hello Cupid from Lena Waithe on Black and Sexy TV. So they both picked their winners, and we were Black and Sexy TV's winner. And even though awesome. I love Erica Alexander, awesome. I was kind of hoping for Black and Sexy TV. Cause, and you got it. Yeah, wow. and it's wow. such a full circle because, like yeah. I said, I used to watch their stuff. Now we're going to be on there. Now you're going to be on yeah. there. How? So we won. I'm sorry, just the last no. thing. We won uh, $15,000 for the competition. Thank you. We won 15000 a distribution deal with Black and Sexy TV. Uh, mentors. <laughs> we, mentors, <laughs> mentorship. A, mentors are so valuable. Yeah, they are. We won mentorship so from amazing. the president of Black and Sexy TV, um, somebody from Sony, somebody from Amazon. What? And also, Come on. <laughs> also Come on. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but the woman who played Precious. Gabrielle. Oh, Gabrielle Sidibe. Yeah, I think yeah. We w- yeah. she's one of our mentors. That is so yeah. amazing! Congratulations! Thank you. So we're so excited. Yeah, like I said, when I when I saw that y'all won, when Jazz posted it on Instagram, I was so excited. Thank you. I was like, this is amazing. Thank you. I was like, this is so amazing, and to know what it all comes with for you guys, because it's like. You know your hard work isn't going in vain, or what? You you know what I mean. Yes, yes. So l- let's talk That's about. That's why I cried that. when I found out. I was like, wow. "How could this possibly happen?" Yeah, I'm like the yeah. unluckiest person ever. Every time mm. I apply for stuff, I never win. I never get. <laughs> <laughs> people like i'm not gonna win I'm just not. that's just the way my life is set up and to man all yeah. this love and support and everything wow. we've been getting on this film has yeah. been like we kind of knew we would win in a way like this is the first thing wow. in my life that i just knew that would happen knew. Yeah. and it happened and i remember watching a video as soon as he said black girl i didn't even watch the rest of the video i almost oh threw my, my phone i just screamed i started crying like goodness. the ugly yeah. cry yeah. and i text my husband first yeah. and then i text emily and brad our ep who was also our boss at 371 productions uh-huh. he's our ep and um my husband called me he wouldn't let me get off the phone to finish texting people oh. and i was just crying. I was like, <laughs> 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 like that's the cry oh. i was doing i couldn't yeah, i couldn't believe yeah, it yeah couldn't believe it. And it's funny, y'all, because as, as as Santana is sitting here, I see like the emotion still behind yeah. it in her eyes of Definitely. just like a dream come true. A dream come true. I'm gonna cry again. Don't do this. <laughs> Let's move on. What was the next question? <laughs> but but y- y'all know how the therapists do. Oh, man. <laughs> Cause you really I got know. me thinking about stuff I never thought about before. Yeah. Like you really got me. I don't know what it is about you, but you got me <laughs> like you got me like going deep and pulling stuff about <laughs> and just like really feeling this stuff right now. <laughs> I, I I I love it though. I love it because again, you know now you are the goals for those people that are just starting. You know, and that's real. Oh. You, you know were saying I mean? that, and I'm like, oh, I'm not stop. <laughs> right, right. You be like, wait, what? No, I'm not going. I'm like, I'm, I'm just a regular, regular girl from Milwaukee. Like, what? <laughs> right. Not me. But, but, but it's evident to be like, if I can do it, you can Definitely. too. And and because we hear that so much, and especially from the people that have been doing it for like years and have that celebrity status, and you be like, yeah, you just saying that just okay. to be saying that. You Dude. know, but for you to actually be in it, to be like, this, you can do this. You you know, you just got to stay in your lane, know what gifts God has given yes. you to move forward. Like, 
and yes. you can you you can do this. It's definitely crazy when you're the one saying that because it really does feel like no, no, seriously, if I can do it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> yeah, when you hear that from like celebrities, you're like, whatever. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? but, man, yeah. I f- I definitely yeah I definitely feel you on that. Yeah, I'm excited. Like I'm just <laughs> like yes, I can't Thank wait to you. see this film. We're excited too. And after we won, I think we won that on a Friday. Then that Sunday, I went to an award ceremony for um, Milwaukee Film. They were having like this whole award ceremony. Mm-hmm. It was during the festival, so it was for all film. And you was on the panel too. Yeah. I saw that. I was she was hanging there with the big dogs, I y'all. I'm just saying. Panels. Yeah, this this festival was crazy. But I went to this award ceremony, and it was for all like Milwaukee filmmakers, people mm-hmm. visiting, mm-hmm. just all type of people. It was very packed. And they announced the Brico winners, and Brico Forward Fund is a Milwaukee-based grant that we mm, apply for. And most, okay. most like, if your film is really good and you're based in Milwaukee, you are you, likely to get it, I think. Yeah. But um, we won that as well. We were the first names called, and I cried then. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so from yeah. that, we won $10,000. Oh, my goodness. $9,000 in professional equipment. Wow. Um, a stu- a studio that we can shoot in a seven day rental of a studio and also legal consultation so that is such a blessing man it was a great weekend what was that last weekend yeah wow it feels like so long ago but it was just last weekend like back to back winning like winning i love that i love that but then we think about those seeds that we've been planting for Mm -hmm. for over some time and now the harvest of it is coming to fruition yes i love 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 that yes everything happens that is meant to happen and even just thinking about like how i got the job at 371 was Mm -hmm. so meant to be and meeting emily and just you know like every Mm. little thing that happened up until now and that's gonna happen was just meant to be and you think about those moments like what if i didn't take that job what if i didn't Mm. do this what if i you know man all the steps that were taken was totally meant to happen wow so we're happy a lot of people in Milwaukee know about Black Girl Training. We've been getting so much support, and we awesome. love everybody. Awesome. And we got we've been doing a lot of promo too, which you know I just I figure I think that during this process process we just learned so much about each other, about okay. ourselves, yeah. about filmmaking in general. Our EP, which is an executive producer, our boss Brad, he mm-hmm. is our EP. Well, three seven one is our EP, but he's the president of three seven one, and he has always mentored us since we've been working at three seven one. So yeah, he's been totally awesome and. Um, I have a EP or I have a mentor from my fellowship with Black Public Media. I'm still doing mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And um, so Rachel, she's been awesome as well. And just like th- Brad has always been in a documentary space. So mm-hmm. he doesn't know so much about narrative, but he's learning, too. And he's okay. just helping us business wise, which yeah. is very helpful. Um, and something that Brad, well, he helped a little bit, but mainly us was like getting out and doing promo like like oh, now yeah we did a lot of we did two different news interviews we were on the news twice we did an interview with v100 we did mm-hmm. an interview with wnov we did several podcasts like we just did so many interviews and i feel like that promo has also helped us out so much awesome. so thank you You're you welcome. and everyone who has had us on their shows and stuff it's been awesome yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I was excited when Emily had reached out and was like, yeah, my friend had something. I was like, who's your friend? She was like, Jazz. I was like, Jazz, <laughs> I was like, I love her. She's such a sweetheart. That's why I was like. How do you know, Jazz? Um, the podcast, like uh, the podcasting oh, world, like. Yeah. 
um with her her and Jadon doing the Milwaukee Podcast Festival because I was I okay. was a part of it. I was the um one of the first ones to go on. I was the first pod to go on. So and and you know what? She has always been a big supporter of me because even for me in this lane, I'm like jazz, but like I'm so different. Like you know, I don't know. She's oh. like Lakeisha. <laughs> text her like girl we love you we over here talking about you right now yes and like i can call her and be like hey girl like so i'm thinking about this what you think <laughs> like you literally and right. you know she is like like that is great or like you know change this or add this like and i'm just like i love you thank you so much for being you like <laughs> such a sweetheart so yes y'all go y'all go follow jazz on, on instagram go it. follow her because <laughs> I'm, I'm serious y'all like she doing some dope things you know she so. is Yes, but no, I'm 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 just so excited, so excited. Um, and now because you had mentioned only 27 people had like applied for that. Um, or, I believe so for the Keep It Colorful campaign. Yes, I believe so. And so I, about 27 joined the thing. But and can I also? I mean, no shade towards nobody, but honestly, a lot of the people who had joined the the rally. We're asking for three hundred dollars as their as their goal, and so they wasn't even like they weren't reaching. So we asked for ten thousand dollars. One yeah. of the other people, they actually, I found out they didn't win, but they um were like honorably mentioned in the video. In the winner's video was a VR project, and they raised seventeen thousand. So they were wow. the highest raising um project, and we were the second highest raising project. Okay. And so I, I felt like. Like, dang, I didn't know people could just ask for $300 and make that and then, but then be finalists. That makes me think, you know, they probably set the bar lower because they like, okay, well, I know if we do 300 we're we going to get 300 Right. And But again, you know, that's where that fear yeah. of being like, you know, I we can't do 9000 yeah. We can't do 5000 We yeah. We can't do 1000 I think it might have been you know? fear. But, and I, I mean, it could have been a great strategy to be like, yeah, let's only just yeah. ask for this much because as long as they... As long as we make it to the finalists, they're going to see our project and they're going to love it so much that they'll pick us, you know. Mm, yeah. And and it could have worked. I, I, I think the other project that won, I think she only asked for like 500 or something. So it did win for somebody. Her project yeah. was that great that they were like, let's go with her. But that never even crossed our minds. And then mm. even when you think about it, like at the end of this, and you could always raise more than what you asked for, obviously. Yeah. So I guess, like I said, it probably was a good strategy. Let's ask for 300 and we're easily going to exceed gonna it. Exceed. And boom, okay, we'll that's great. True. That's you know true. but for us we asked for 10,000 we got 10,600 and something wow. and um we get to keep that money to yeah. use for black girl training and so now we don't well we we if we needed to we would have crowdfunded again for another month mm -hmm. but like we don't need to because we were yeah. able to meet that goal and still win the competition and still be able to keep that extra 10,000 that we raised yeah. on our own so yeah yeah and and because I I guess for me, I'm like 27 isn't a lot because the 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 individuals like the requirements was you had to be like a minority in order to even like apply because they were they were grants yes. for people of color. Yes. Right. And so my thought is 27 isn't a lot. And that's like we're talking about nationwide. I guess so. Yeah. You know, because if if I'm really looking at it like that's yeah. not a lot. I never thought about that. It's not a lot. But and 
And Erica Alexander and her team had, like, uh, promoted the mess out of this. They went to different cities and did, like, events where they talked about this competition and tried yeah. to encourage people to apply and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and uh, man, I just, I thank Erica Alexander. I thank Dennis. Shout out to Black Erica because she be listening. Yes. Yes. She be listening to the yes. Evolving Chair podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Shout out to her. Shout out to Dennis from Black and Sexy TV. Shout and- out to Dennis, too. He be listening. He, gonna, yeah, he be listening. And mm-hmm. Seed and Spark because because Seed and Spark was such a, a, a like we knew we wanted to crowdfund on Seed and Spark before we even knew it as competition mm. and then this was like even better like oh we can still crowdfund on Seed and Spark partner with these people I think Seed and Spark is a platform for women and people of color like mm-hmm. that's the vibe okay. I get from okay. it I'm not sure if that's like their mission statement or not but compared to um, Kickstarter or Indiegogo the other platforms yeah, that you can raise money on too. yeah they I just like Seed and Spark and we knew we wanted to go with them Another awesome thing with Seed and Spark is that when you put your, and this was a part of the competition as well, when you finally get ready to crowdfund and you put your project um, on there, when you get ready to launch, they have people, real people, who look at your project and give you feedback on how to wow. make it better so your project can be successful. Wow. So there were people. On Seed and Spark. Yeah, yeah. So when wow. we entered the competition, we uh the the competition like made us enter on a certain date so we can get feedback and then the person gave us feedback like hey i really like this change this whatever yeah. we did that and we were able to communicate back and forth with that person about what do you think about this idea and they're able to kind of like help you make stuff better so your project could be more likely to succeed and i think it's due to them pushing us it was a few things that they told us like to make things better uh-huh. that i kind of feel like really made our page awesome wow so they kind of pushed us that extra mile to be like no let's make this better let's make this better you know um one of the things that we did i think this was our idea or i don't know if it was ours or theirs or maybe even a a combination of the both or the two but um one of the things we did with incentives on our crowdfunding campaign, incentives is like the gifts that we give people for donating. If you donate yeah. $10, you get a social media shout out. $100, you yeah. get a hat, blah, blah, blah. So um, with our incentives, we named them really cool, funny quotes from the black community. Like, oh. you know, quotes from movies, quotes from music, like like um, Houseway or Put Some ah. Respect <laughs> on My Name or Bye Felicia. You know, we named yeah, every incentive yeah. something funny from the black community that you're able to go down the list and see and then we also added gifts of pictures that you can like mm-hmm. see like even with put some respect on my name we put a gif of Birdman, you know like stuff like that <laughs> so i think that made our site yeah. really like pop out and yeah. be funny and you can go down our incentives and see all the cool stuff and laugh at it um we had like a magazine um that you can look at that kind of shows you what the film is about who we mm-hmm. are stuff like that like I just think our site was so super dope and I thank Seed and Spark for like giving us that feedback to just yeah. push it more and make it better. That's amazing yeah. though. That's so amazing. And now I, I want to talk a little bit more about just like, I feel like it is a disparity with people of color in the film industry, especially behind, you know, mm-hmm. I, I definitely know in front of, we don't have that many of us, you know, mm-hmm. in front of it, but definitely behind and then being a woman yeah yeah i don't know many black women filmmakers i know a few mm-hmm. um ex- i know a few in the independent space as well because that's i'm an independent filmmaker um i know a few in an independent space especially working in documentary and stuff like that um but i don't know like what do you want me to touch up touch on about that so m- my thought is like 
where do you think that stems from is it just like not enough women of color interested in like producing and directing films could that possibly be be it or just like the opportunities aren't really there Hmm. because even for you you're an independent filmmaker so it's like a lot of the the stuff is like you have to rally for the Mm -hmm. funds or use Mm -hmm. out of pocket i'm assuming Mm -hmm. right right so like where is it that disconnect to have more of us behind the films uh first jazz just text me and said hey she said (laughs) thank us for uh bigging her up over here um I don't know what it is. You know, I've I've never known too many people. And I can only speak for Milwaukee because this yeah. is where I'm from. Yeah. You know, I can't speak all around the world. But I've never known too many people in Milwaukee to have the dream of being a filmmaker. Mm. Um, actually, I didn't know anybody besides myself until I got in wow. the business and I started meeting people. Um, but even that, when you started meeting people, how many of them looked like you? Right. Right. Not a lot. Definitely not a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why, but I feel like filmmaking was such a far fetched career mm. that um, I think even as a child just didn't seem tangible. It didn't seem like achievable. It just yeah. it just seemed like Hollywood was such a far fetched idea and such a like it was just so different from what we knew. And yeah. like, I don't think that people even had the capacity to dream that big that I could actually wow. do that. Um and there's a lot of careers like that. It's not just filmmaking. Yeah, it's not yeah. just creative stuff. Even my cousin is a is a chemist, and mm-hmm. she's a black woman. And like, she the only chemist I know. I'm like, how did you even get in it? Like, who <laughs> even want to do this? Like, she literally mixes yeah. vaccines to get. Like, she wow. she literally does that. And um, so there's a lot of careers like that that people just don't even think is is achievable. Um, but then besides that, I think a lot of people when they do have that dream don't know how to get to it. Mm. Don't have the connections to be able to get to it. You um, you need people to move forward. I'm not going to say that. A lot of people, some people get places alone. Okay, some people do okay. everything on their own. They don't need nobody for nothing. And they got to where they were. They were homeless, didn't have no family. And boom, here they are. They a star. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, honestly, I feel like you need those connections. And when they say, like, it's not always about what you know, but who you know, yeah. that's very true. And you need those connections. You need those people. You need that networking to be able to move forward and, and things like that. And so I think um, that's what it's allowed me to get here is networking and yeah. knowing somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. And, wow. you know, being able to climb up here based on who I knew and then, you know, meeting more people throughout throughout that process who was like oh I like who you are as a person Mm -hmm, I like mm -hmm. your creativity I like your charisma I like whatever whatever I like your idea for black girl training and then they want to help you get further and further um so I think that's the big thing is like knowing people and putting yourself out there and even like one of this this girl I met the other day at UWM she's from Chicago she moved here for college to at UWM she's a freshman she don't know nobody but her sister mm. her twin sister who came down here with her and then she got friends now at UWM yeah. but she wants to be a filmmaker she don't know where to start she don't know who to talk to she don't know anything wow. so luckily her advisor knew me from black girl training and like asked if she could like talk to me for a, a class project she had mm-hmm. and then I kind of offered to like mentor her from there because I yeah. remember just being a person who didn't know nobody in film 
how am I supposed to be a filmmaker? I don't and know I nobody don't, who do right, this. I don't, I don't know, know what to do, where to go. I don't yeah. know. Um, and so I'm kind of like mentoring her in a way to kind of show her like how to how I got here and introduce mm-hmm, her to people mm-hmm. and stuff. But then also, you know, there's the Internet now. That's something that people yeah. didn't have a lot back in the day. You could put yourself out there. You could put your yeah. own stuff out there. YouTube and, is yes. like. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah. Um I can't speak on why there aren't a lot of filmmakers nowadays, mm-hmm. a black women, but um, I know that if you want to be a black woman filmmaker, there are so many ways to do it now. Mm-hmm. So just literally just do it. Like Nike said, just, <laughs> just do, do it, it. Y'all. <laughs> just do it. YouTube. Like there are so many different, get out there in the film festivals, meet people, um, look up different production companies in your town, set yeah. up meetings with them at our production company. I mean, I, I can't say that everyone is going to be like this, but at our production company, my boss is first of all, the SHIT, you know, he's the bomb yeah, yeah, and yeah. he invites people to come to our office and just literally he stops everybody from working. We all get together in the living room area of our office and we sit on the couches and we just talk. We talk to that person. We tell them who we are, how we got here. They tell us who they are, what they want to do. And then at the end of it all, it's like, okay, well, we'll keep you in mind if we have an internship or if um, you just want to come shadow us for a day, if you want to just see what we do, just whatever. Like if you have, if you have questions about a project you're doing, let's set up a meeting, let's talk. I can help you out. Like that's the type of environment our office is. And, just I would say go out there and try to meet those people in those offices go Mm -hmm, to those production mm -hmm. companies have those conversations just see if you can kind of hang around see what they do ask questions you know there's so many ways to get involved and to like start that career and and spark up your name and even if you can't do all that Make your own movie and put it on YouTube. Make your own video, <laughs> put it on YouTube. Do whatever you got to do to get your and name out there. Put it on YouTube. Put it on yeah, YouTube. Like, we real. have so much opportunity now to do our own stuff. Yeah. Do it, you yeah. know. And so I can't, like I said, I can't say why there haven't been many women mm-hmm. um, in the industry, but I think that we're definitely growing. It's so yeah. much black girl magic all around, all around Hollywood yeah. right now. And I'm excited to see it happening and... I'm excited to hopefully be in it, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I can't wait to see y'all on the red carpet. Thank like. you. <laughs> I can't wait either. Yes, that Man. is so exciting. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. I'm trying to think some some more good questions because you and I'm glad you shared. You shared like some tips for people that may not know where to start and right. I think that's key. Now, what about those individuals that may not necessarily have went to school? For like media and film and things like that but they're like you know i really have a passion to want to be like a producer or a director where do those people start i think the same way i think i mean kind of the same way because first of all i don't think in a lot of i hate to say it like that but a lot of creative careers sometimes you don't need college Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I sometimes you do. I think you should still go for the experience. I think mm-hmm, you should still mm-hmm. go in general because college teaches you a lot, not just about your field, but a lot about adulting, a lot yeah. about a lot. So you should still go to college in general. I think try it out, see if it's for you. I knew after my junior year, college wasn't for me, but I was like, I'm here. Let me finish it. Let me finish. So it I finished out, it, yeah. you know, and I don't regret it because I don't regret anything in my life. Like I said, everything has led me to where I am mm-hmm. now. So um, if I never went to Platteville, I would have never been here. 
Yeah. So I think that if you want to get into the business and you don't have any college experience, networking is the way to go. A lot of mm. people didn't go to school. A lot of people I know didn't go to school for film and they're in the film industry right now. Hmm. Network, meet those people, go to those production companies, go to the film festivals, put yourself out there. You know what I mean? Reach out to people, even on social media. When you see people like me who are doing films, reach out and just be like, hey, can we get together yeah. for coffee? Yeah. I'm always down for that. A lot of people have reached out to me like, hey, can we talk, whatever? I want to get into film, you know, and, and start somewhere and people might not let you on their set as a producer when you don't have any experience but you could certainly shadow one you can certainly meet with somebody yeah. and be like what what does a producer do like help me start out you know what i mean what yeah. do i need to start doing and um like i said start making your own content and that will it's the only way to do it is the hands-on start making your mm. own stuff and then you'll know I what you that. need in order to to get into it and um, I'm sure if you start reaching out to people, they'll offer you to be PAs on a set and you can really mm -hmm. see what happens. They'll offer you to do something. A lot of these positions, you don't need like school experience. You need common sense. Yeah. You yeah, need yeah. hard work. You need, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You just need those regular things that everyone yeah. should have or skills that you can learn. So. Yeah. And a PA, y'all, is a production assistant? Yeah. Is that? Okay. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. like the intern on set. You just yeah. do whatever it is we need you to do. Go yeah. get lunch, get batteries, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but you get to be there. <laughs> but you, but get you to are be networking, y'all. Okay, you, you and, get and, to be there. Yeah, and absorb all of that information. Like, you mm -hmm. know, don't let that just be, oh, I'm I'm just grabbing lunch. Like, I'm just the lunch person or the coffee person. Oh, we person. need you. No, Ooh, take you. advantage of that time yes. to have those conversations with those people. Mm-hmm. And we need PAs. Don't look at it like, oh, I'm only getting like, like you're yeah. still very much so needed. If you weren't here, we wouldn't be eating. If you weren't here, we yeah. wouldn't be able to continue filming and saying, hey, I need a battery. Hurry up, grab that for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. We have to cut what we doing and go get a battery or whatever. You know, like we need PAs. And um, yes, that's definitely the opportunity for you to just be there, be in that space and see what's going on. And it's so funny because when I started PA, I remember not knowing what the heck to do because <laughs> Cause a PA job is kind of hard. Like you kind of have, you got to be close enough to where if I need something, oh, I can, I can, hey, come yeah, get yeah. this for me. But you have to be far away enough that you're not in my shot, that you're not in the way, you're not in the eye line of yeah, the of the actors yeah. and the the people. So it's kind of hard. Cause I was like, where the heck do I stand? Like I feel like I'm in your way everywhere I go. Yes, you are in my way everywhere you go. But like it's hard. But but yeah. just starting from the bottom and working your way yeah. up. And I think. Also, if you're in a small city, that's extremely helpful because, like I said, I started as an intern at 371 Productions in January 2016. Now I'm a co-producer on the same film. Wow. You do not move up as a from an intern to a producer on a feature-length documentary in two years. You just don't do that. Wow. Some people in L.A. are PAs and, and interns for six years wow. before they're even able to move up to something else. So if you're in a small city, take advantage of that. Only in the small cities are you able to work your way up fast like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, because it's not many people out here who can, who do, can that. do that. Yeah, so take advantage of the small cities and be that big fish in that small pond instead of trying to move out to LA and New York and be that small fish in that big pond and everybody mm. fighting for the same thing. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna be here forever, right? Right, okay. no, because right, because I think <laughs> it's, it's a good it's place some, to start, right? Retrospect, you, you will grow and mm -hmm. you know, definitely have to. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's been an awesome strategy to kind of make a name for myself here and then um, move out when I have the opportunity. And I'm still debating, like me and my husband have been talking about going to Atlanta next year. And I'm man, I'm so debating on that. Like, I don't know. But yeah. um, but I know that right now being here right now is what I need. Yeah. You know, meant to be. Yeah. 
<laughs> now, yeah. now, Miss Santana, before we we end, um, what would be like your words of wisdom to those aspiring producers and directors or people that want to be in the entertainment world in general? My first piece of advice is be yourself. Mm. Be 100% authentic and original in yourself. Um, I think that people can smell BS from a mile away. Mm. Um, People can tell when you're not being yourself, when when Mm. you're trying too hard. They can tell all of that. And sometimes it's hard to say that because, listen, I'm bougetto, okay? I'm bougie and ghetto (laughs) at the same time. I got a little bit of ration in me, too. So sometimes you want to get to the meetings Uh and you want to cold switch and act like you something that you ain't. But even in this process, I've learned that, like, winning this stuff for black girl training is because I was Santana. Like I didn't, I uh, wasn't like, hi, I'm Santana. And this is me. Like I wasn't trying to be someone else. Wasn't I wasn't trying to put, trying to put on, on that, yeah. that front for, you know, white people or whoever for the professional people. You know, I just feel like I am always authentic in what I do. And even if I got to tone it down, so you, you do have to tone it down sometime. Now I'm not saying go everywhere, go everywhere and be ratchet. I'm saying, you know, tone it yeah. down, put a professional coat on top of it, but still be yourself. Um, and I think that's what made me and Emily such a good team is that she always says I'm sassy. So like uh, I had to put my yeah. sass and my stank on everything I did. <laughs> so people would know like, that's why we're such a good team. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and that's why we're so different, but we, we, we like make it so well mm-hmm. together. Just be yourself. Um, and then I also say networking is the second biggest thing. Like I said, you know, definitely reach out to people, yeah. go to events, put yourself out there. I know it's hard, but do it if you have any friends who's good at networking go to some stuff with them it's and then there's so many networking opportunities in milwaukee i don't know about Mm -hmm. other places but there's so many events literally called networking after work (laughs) networking event whatever and you can just go and have a drink and just meet people Mm -hmm. even if you um think of something really cool to do like one thing that we haven't done yet but we plan to do with black girl training is that we have some candy bars mm. and we made like candy bar business cards where oh. we just wrapped our logo around it and put like our social media on the back and stuff that and put some cute. glitter on it it was super cute and so one of the plans is to like go to an event and just kind of walk up to a group of people would you mm. like a candy bar and then boom I got an entrance to tell who I am and what I do I and what black girl training is about so you know even if you have to think of something really cool that will allow you to step your foot inside somebody's conversation um you know do that network um and you know online research a lot i say Mm. research a lot even if you know if you didn't go to school for it try to research it look up some videos see how people do things might not always be 100 percent accurate you can't always believe the internet but it's it's a start you know like i said try to pa get on some sets and stuff reach out to the people that you have met and then also with networking it's a whole strategy i could tell y'all a lot reach out to me if you want to know more on facebook santana coleman but it's a whole strategy when i meet someone at a networking event i meet them i'll talk to them usually i'll give them a bit business card and I get a business card back. Don't mm-hmm. just hand out mm-hmm. your business card and mm-hmm. wait for them to reach out to you. Come get on. one back. And then when I get to the office, say it's an event on Friday, when I get to the office on Monday, I'm following up. I'm emailing mm-hmm. that person saying, hey, I'm Santana. I'm the one that yeah. you met at this event. So great to talk to you. It's so interesting to hear about what you do. I would love to hear more about it. Um, this is what I'm doing. If you would like to keep up with me, here's my social media. Here's mm-hmm. my website. You know, look out for Black Girl Training in the future and keep me updated with what you're doing. That's if like they're Say they're like an engineer or something that you don't really want to do, but you still want to have that connection because you don't know how they can help you in the future. You know what I mean? So just putting yourself out there and not leaving with a conclusion of like, let's meet. You could just say like, thanks for meeting with me. Keep me updated. I'll keep you updated. That's Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm. If it's something, somebody you really want to talk more to, 
email them and be like, you know, hey, thanks for talking to me. This is what I'm doing. I love what you're doing. Can we meet for coffee and talk more? And then, you know, continue that that um, that um, relationship. That's actually how yes. I met Jazz. I met Jazz at the film festival. And awesome. um, she had that energy that I knew I wanted to be her friend. <laughs> and I knew you I said, wanted to yes, talk to her more. I was like, I want to be her friend. Like, it was so I weird. It, but I, I was it. I was dead. I was dead serious. And so then I met her for coffee. We talked more. And from there, we continued to keep in touch. And even if you got to text them or email them every now and then, every now and then and say, hey, how you doing? How's your project coming along? Mm-hmm, Just to mm-hmm. keep your name in their head and to keep, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Keep that momentum going because you never never know what you might need them for in the future and then that will allow you the opportunity if you're ever crowdfunding or whatever to reach out to them and be like hey you know it's Santana again I'm mm-hmm. doing this I'm doing this can you come out to this event I'm doing or can you donate to this cause I'm doing and they'll be more likely to do that versus you reaching out only when you have something that that's going on that you want yeah. their help with um it's a whole strategy to it you know it's a, it's a lot but I think those are my three things is be authentic network and um research slash get experience such as PAing and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. A few more things. What do you want your legacy to be in this industry that you will leave behind? Girl, if you don't go with these great questions. (laughs) Um... (laughs) I've never been asked that. Like, these are the questions that kind of make me feel like I'm stupid. Like, not stupid. Not like you're... Not like that, but just like... Dang, people don't ask these questions every day. And when people ask this, I'll be feeling like I'm not like smart enough to know that yet. I don't know why, but I always feel like I don't know the answer to some of these like deep questions that I probably should know no. the answer to. And and maybe you're still figuring it out, too. It could possibly yeah. be. Maybe I'm still figuring it out. And I, I think that one thing about that is that I've never been the type to be like, I want to be this. Like, I've never thought about being, like, having a legacy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and, like, being that person that people talk about long after they're gone. I've always just thought about it like, I want to do film. I want to make great stuff that sticks with people forever. And maybe that's my legacy. I was going to say, I I think think that's your legacy. (laughs) Like, I just want to make stuff and I just want to live my life. And I guess I never thought of it like, I want people to think of me long after I'm gone. But I think in making great films that stick with people. Yeah. You know, I want to have those films that are like the get outs and the hate you give and stuff. Um, Those are the films that stick with people forever and that they continue to talk about. And um, yeah, I guess that's my legacy. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now and for many of you who don't know, the Evolving Chair podcast focuses a lot on like mental wellness. And so like even my conversations I have with my guests, we there's always something that can alter our mental health. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Santana talked about like the pressures of like uh, of doing the um, videos and sending in the stuff for the um not the for the competition Mm -hmm. you know in such a short amount of time like i'm sure that was like really stressful Mm -hmm. you know and and all the emotions behind when you're winning and like what that is doing the excitement and then it's like well now what's next like Mm -hmm. you you know what i mean Mm -hmm. not not knowing and so with that being said santana how do you practice mental wellness in your life like how do you balance it all you know being a mom a wife You know, what's so funny is that the series that's based on my life is kind of about that. Mm. Um, 
just to quickly plug that very quickly yeah uh after black girl training i'm gonna do a series called 20 something which i kind of got from jazz okay. i got the name from, yeah. from her a little bit i got the name from her slash scissor song slash <laughs> whatever but yeah. um 20 something is gonna be based on my life and it's gonna be about a, a young woman in her 20s who is married and who who's a mother i feel like a lot of the things that we see on tv is always the the woman navigating the dating world you never mm. see the young woman who's already married and who has a kid yes. and that comes with a whole new set of stresses being yes. young and married yeah. um and it's just going to be about her being in her 20s and kind of going through quarter life crises every day i feel like our 20s as women are such a dramatic period it's always mm-hmm. like great things happening and yeah. then the next day you're like i suck my life sucks i have nothing <laughs> right, going for right, myself right. but like you really have all this awesome stuff and so Aww. um the 20 something 20 something is really just going to be you know um, a diary into a woman's life who like is that. always going through the ups and downs of yeah. being 20 and how she deals with it. Um, so, yes, I definitely go through a lot being a wife and a mother and um, a young wife and a mother at that. You know, I always tell people, like, it's stressful to be married. It's stressful to be a mother. It's stressful to be trying to get into mm-hmm. your career, mm-hmm. especially in your 20s, always feeling like your career is going too slow. You're not mm-hmm. moving the, the pace you yes. want to. Um, and then you feel like, you know, I go to work and I do things to please my boss. I go home. I got to cook dinner, clean the house, please my husband <laughs> and son. Like you just, yes. it's just never time yeah. for yourself. Yeah. It's always you doing for other people. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of things I do for myself. Um, a lot of things I also fall off of doing for myself too. <laughs> it's very hard to just, like focus on yeah. yourself when you have so much going on. Yeah. But um, things I do, I journal sometimes, which I really need to get back on. Mm-hmm. Um, I do yoga and meditation sometimes, okay. which I need to get back on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, of like my consistent thing that I always do for myself is watching TV. I don't know why that for me, I know like it's not, good to just always be watching tv Mm -hmm, but for mm -hmm. me that's the thing like when it's a weekend and my like right now my mom has my son and my husband might go over his friend house or to the studio or go out at night like i don't have friends so my husband go out with his friends at night i be so happy i'm like oh my god i have the house to myself myself. (laughs) my son is gone my husband is gone i'm gonna like get in my panties i'm gonna eat some ice cream i'm gonna watch my favorite shows like just to have that peace when Mm -hmm. you're a mother and a wife all you want is peace yeah so to have the house quiet I get to watch what I want on TV. I ain't got to share the TV with nobody. Ain't nobody jumping around, <laughs> pulling my hair, pulling on my nose, trying to fondle yeah. me. Like, I, oh, I just love that. <laughs> so I love watching TV. I have several shows that are my favorite. Mm-hmm. I love um, just being able to just lay and do mm-hmm. nothing and watch those shows. Yeah. Um, and even sometimes just being on my phone or something is is nice for me. But I think meditation is the second closest. Like, I really want to yeah. get into meditation yeah. a lot more. Um, and you should download the calm app. I think I had that, but right now I have the shine app. Okay. Do you have that? No. You know what that is? So shine is a pretty cool app. It's like a prep, a pep talk app. Um, every morning that you check in and then they give you like, they talk about, it's kind of like an article they give you and they talk about like why the article is important. It's like a mental health thing. Mm -hmm. And then, um, they also have pep talks, which I think you have to pay every month for, but the pep talks are so awesome. Cause like you listen to them, so they can range from three minutes to 15 minutes. And the person is telling you like, now let's take a, like you can pick which pep talk you want, um, whether it 
be morning motivation or uh, relieving anxiety or you know whatever oh, and then they'll kind of so like guided relaxation yeah so they yeah. take deep breaths with you okay. and then they give you pep talks that. about why you can do this and how awesome you are and you know mm. oh it was yeah it's awesome so I use that I used to do that every morning I used to play a pep talk every morning for me my husband and my son on the way to school and work mm-hmm. I used to my son is like a very excited kid he's four he's yeah. all he has a lot of energy so I would try to play that to get him to take deep breaths in the morning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to know that this is a new day yeah. you might not have had such a great day at school yesterday but today you can have a better day let's mm-hmm. relax mm-hmm. let's talk to ourselves and say I can do it I can have a better day so that app has been very helpful um yeah, I think those are pretty much the only things I do to relax. Oh, I love I love spa days, but that's few and far between. Yeah, that's yeah. when I get the money to do spa days. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my ultimate relaxation yeah. right there. Is like spa day by mm-hmm. myself, maybe shop a little bit, maybe a movie by myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just like me time. So I was gonna say that alone time to kind of like re-energize and yes. refill. Yes, that's how I re-energize is yeah. by being alone. And I don't think men understand that too much. Yeah. I don't think my husband probably understands that a lot, but I think he's trying to understand it. He's being more understanding that, like, you need this time in order to um, re-energize. So, yes. yeah. And be your best self for yes. us. Yes, because like, I can't give to you okay. if my cup isn't full. So yeah. let me fill my cup back yeah. up. And I see y'all in a few days. No. <laughs> <laughs> I right, wish it was right, a few days, right. but it's only a few hours. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So before we head off, because I can literally talk to you all day. I know, same. <laughs> <laughs> so what are three key ingredients you feel an evolver needs to evolve into their best self? Mm-hmm. Now that I'm 20-something, I'm learning that mental health is very important. Mental health is the first thing. You have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anybody else. Before you can be good at anything else, you need to be good at yourself. You need to be good at loving yourself, being with yourself, everything. So self-love, self-awareness, just loving oneself Mm -hmm. is the first thing. The first key to happiness. Um hmm, that's kind of the biggest key, I think. Like I feel like when you like love yourself and when you when you work on yourself constantly, mm, everything, everything else, else falls fall in place. place. Yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of feel like I don't have three. Okay. No, that's I think good. When, yeah. When you love yourself and you focus on yourself, you better understand what you need in order to succeed. And then yeah. from there, take those steps and make it happen. I love it. Yeah. I love that. Now let the listeners know how they can connect with you guys. Black Girl Training, be on the lookout, sending those headshots, those bios, because I know people going to hear this and they're going to be like, oh my goodness, like I need to hurry <laughs> up and do this. Or even like invite y'all on to talk because I know people are just going to be like this, you know, this yeah. is my life. Like I love this. Yeah. I love hearing her talk. Like, yeah. so how can they connect um, with y'all? So you can connect with us uh pretty much at blackgirltrainingfilm.com you'll find everything you need to know we have a casting section on there we need to change the fact that we're casting in november but the um how you cast kind of tells you everything online um and then you can also contact us via email on there uh we get all of those directly to our email so we're very responsive i check my mm-hmm. email like every hour or so so um and then if you want to connect with us individually i am santana coleman on facebook let me pause before y'all start following Santana Coleman is my personal page. So if you want to connect with me as a human, you like who I am as a human, connect to Santana Coleman. You're going to get the ratchet. You're going to get the cool. You're going to get all that on there, right? Now, if you want to connect with me as a filmmaker, as a professional, 
Santana Wilson Coleman is my professional page. Um, I don't post too much on there, but I do check it every now and then. And that's where I have like all of my film contacts. And mm. I try not to add everybody to my personal page because I yeah, can get misconstrued yeah. real quick. Um, so you can add me on there if you want to more so talk about film. If you want to connect with me as a person, Santana Coleman. And then um, on Instagram, I'm you underscore go underscore. Oh, God, I hate saying this name. It's so close together. You underscore <laughs> go underscore girl or maybe it's two underscores before girl <laughs> i don't know something like that look it up okay <laughs> you'll find it somewhere um and then um i don't have a twitter but black girl training is black girl train one on twitter and on instagram is black girl training you could also find emily at emily keister for instagram the keister on um or i'm sorry emily keister on facebook the keister on instagram and i don't know her twitter but basically, black girl training everywhere. Just look everywhere, up black, girl, black training, girl training, you'll find us. Okay, <laughs> somewhere. And just look, look it up and Google it. Yeah, yes, Google it, child. You'll see everything, and then you can click on some stuff, and somewhere yeah, yeah. we'll be tagged. Yeah. Just, just spy a little bit, and you'll find us. Yeah, and all that information will definitely be in the show notes. And now, Miss Sinton, I appreciate you so Thank much you. for coming on Thank and sharing. You. And hopefully, we, we can we can have you guys on again, and, yes, and Miss Emily will us. be able yeah. to to come to because yeah. I think she would have a lot I think it would be such an interesting conversation when you talk about mental illness or I'm sorry mental health mm-hmm. um, mental health mixed with black girl training because I yeah. think even just growing up in an environment where you're the only black yeah. person um, comes with a lot of uh, mm-hmm. different mental health stuff you know and yeah. just being able to um, stay you in a world full of um, expectations yeah you know so yeah, I think definitely. we definitely can come back. Yeah. Yes. Well, y'all hear that? <laughs> we gonna have them come back. Thank you so much yeah. for having us. Oh, and you one last thing. Welcome. Also, if you guys want to donate, we are still accepting donations. I yes, know y'all probably donate. like, you just want all this money. Donate. Why you need it? No, hey, we still donate. need you guys. We still have a series to make and we still have more money to raise for the short film so it can be as bomb as possible. Yes. Um, and then if this short film is as bomb as possible, we can use this to get millions of dollars for the series and come then we'll on. have a bomb series. Come on. So if you want to <laughs> donate, um, PayPal at Love Tana is our PayPal. And I think you can you can basically also find that on our website. Just click the donate button and it'll take you straight to PayPal. Um, if you're in Milwaukee, I can pick it up, honey. Check, cash, whatever you want to do. Um, just let me know. <laughs> yes, y'all hear that? Donate and, and let's support our, our, our independent filmmakers, Thank especially you. in our hometown. Yes. You know. Because when I get rich, don't be acting like you knew me. Just saying. And that's support another now. thing, y'all. Let's not wait for us to get celebrity status before you start supporting because yes. i feel like i see that too often me too people get to that celebrity status and then now everybody comes out the woodwork to support mm-hmm. and you like wait a minute like thank you for your support yeah. you know but even with family like, you it, should still i swear it's the same thing yeah. i seen after we won a competition people who i was begging like literally inboxing oh, and no. texting and calling saying hey can you follow can you donate whatever you can would see my messages and never reply was oh. sharing when we won the the camp the campaign and i was like yeah. thank you for the share booth yeah right yeah like thank that's you that's all i i mean thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> i wish you would have did it beforehand but that's okay thank you yeah you know yeah support now black girl training hey right <laughs> 
Well, well, you know, I, I loved having Miss Santana on. Thank and you. so y'all go like those pages, go support whatever you can, you know, because a little bit goes a long way, mm-hmm. you know, so we can make sure this series is one of the best mm-hmm. and they can win more, more dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have this filmed here in Milwaukee, I think is, yes. is something even major. Yes. You know, yes. so y'all please go support. And then after that, Go subscribe to the podcast and rate and review because if you want people to know about this podcast, we need your reviews. So go subscribe and rate and review. And as always, be well. And this was Lakeisha. Peace. Hey, TC listeners. Don't forget to like and subscribe this podcast. It can be found on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And don't forget to connect with me on social media, on Instagram at The Evolving Chair, Facebook, The Evolving Chair, Twitter at The Evolving Chair without the R, and my new email address, podcast at theevolvingchair.com. So send in your questions if you are interested in being a guest or want to be on the chair with Lakeisha.